so hungry. It's like being a starving a starving street urchin um, and sitting down to a sumptuous feast. When was the last time I chewed? Oh my god. Holy cow, man. It's been, been a long fucking time. I've been starving. What are you uh what are you chewing after all these weeks? Uh I just stuffed two gigantic chocolate chip cookies into my belly. Oh, really? Which is exactly what I had after we had lunch today. Oh, you did. You just ate some cookies. I I ate one of those big chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And then I came here and watched some raw footage, then I Got the taste for another one. I went oh, back and bro, ate a second one. That's because you're a cookie whore. We know you know you. I love those cookies. Well, we know you do. We know you're a cookie whore. Dude, I, I am a cookie whore. <laughs> but that's the thing. I've been so good. I've been so good for like... You've been healthy? I lost 20 pounds. Oh, wow, you shoot. look thin. You look still look thin. I, lost 20 I know. I picked you up about 15, 20 times in this movie, in yeah. this TV show. Yeah. Like lifted you over my... Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, you want to know what I was uh, eating? What were you eating, Kev? Cake. What kind of cake? Celebratory cake. Ooh. You know, when you uh, celebrate, oftentimes you have a cake. Yeah. And we're celebrating uh, the wrapping of our television show, Tacoma FD. We finished shooting our television show. Ten episodes. It's why we've been away from our people for so long. We apologize. We thought we'd be able to do it as we went on. But that, that was folly. It would seem that making a television show, I suppose, with just two people is, uh, is much more difficult than making a film. Because when we made Super Troopers 2, we had... We had the time to do the podcast every week. We did. Well, but also, but uh, I think, you know, we had a lot of hats in this thing in terms of... We wore a lot of hats. Acting, writing, directing, producing. Yes. And so uh, it was hard to find the time uh, to do this. We also had to, you know, edit in our free time. There's it was no, hard. There's no, time. There's and no I, time. And and I guess what I'm saying is I'm sorry, Chew Crew. I am sorry Chew for crew. abandoning you. Chew Crew, we love you. We saw, listen, you know, I saw my IG, my Twitter, you know, like everybody saying, oh okay, God, but where's the fucking this. podcast? You're right. Okay, You're listen, right. will you forgive us? But you know what? You think about it this way, Chew Crew. We had nine weeks of stories to share with you. Yeah. Holy shit. And we're going to tell them to you all in one episode. Holy. <laughs> yeah. um, should we, let's get the business out of the way because there's a lot we need to talk about. Because we want to get crew. to the pleasure. We do have a lot of pleasure to go through okay. right now. So what do you want to do, do business? What kind of business do you have today, Queen? Uh, I have, I have, well... I have business. Let's let's do the uh, the money business. Okay. Do you have money business? You mean an ad? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to be so crass about oh. it, though. Oh, I was trying to avoid the uh, the term advertisement. Oh, I just say we have sponsors. Oh, let's get let's see. Get the sponsor going. Friends of the podcast who wish for us to say something here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's that? This is our <laughs> friends <laughs> called. Everybody, this is called Crass Kevin. You know, Kevin Heffernan is an anagram for crass. Okay, here we go. Here's the thing, Melemi. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Yeah, tell and me. And you've been here, too. We've been directing. I've been playing the fire chief for sure. 10 weeks. Sure. So it's made me even more bossy. Yeah, no, no. And, and, and also directing. I found that, like, uh, you know, I made my directorial debut. I know. We're going to talk about that. And when I uh, would go home, because yeah. really, like, you'd learn quickly. As a director, you yeah. just have to fucking bark out orders. Well, yeah, and tell you just have to what get to do. things going. Not in a mean way, but just in a way that... No. You have to be decisive. Yeah, you have to be decisive. You have to take control of the situation. You have, to, you have to man the clock. Correct. You're the head coach. Right. And so I found myself, I'd go home, 
and I would just I just keep it going at home, like with the <laughs> sure, kids, like sure. taking no shit. Take your shoes off, put them in the closet. Yeah, you know, like, whatever. It like is. the kids, like usually the kids, you know, like they they disobey me, which is every time. Like right. I'll give them a, I'll give them like ten warnings. Sure. This time I'm I'm like go to your room. I'm like right. come here. What'd you say to me? Like that kind of thing. Right. Anyway, your kids are too young to be like fuck you, dad. Oh no, but they still go like ah. Even the like the four year old is like ah. And you go don't back talk me. Yeah. And then they cry, and then it's like oh. And then you go cut. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so, go. Okay, Brooklinen. <laughs> oh, Brooklinen. Yeah, Brooklinen. Our friends one of my faves at Brooklinen. The sheets, the sheets are fantastic. They provided me a fine night's sleep every night of the sh- shooting of Tacoma FD. They, you know what? And honestly, when you make a, a movie or a TV show, yeah. uh, you sleep hard. Yeah. And it's nice to get into a, a, a bed with a nice set of sheets on it. Sure. Uh, every night, and that's Absolutely. what you and I have. Uh, not together, but we have our Brooklyn and sheets. You spend a third of your life in sheets. That's the stat. That's a third stat of right your there. life, I yeah, guess. Eight hours be... a day. Not like you. You actually spend. I'm uh, more of a five, six hour a guy. Ninth of your life. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the holiday season is upon us. Oh yeah. Better time for a bedding upgrade for you or your loved one or your entire family. Uh, hopefully you love them too. Uh, these are five-star hotel sheets over at brooklinen.com. Mm. And uh, they have won the best online betting category, Good Housekeeping Magazine. They oh. got 30,000 plus five-star reviews, Great. half a million happy sleepers and counting. We have the sheets. We love the sheets. They've also got towels, robes, candles, sleep masks. I'm everything. a happy sleeper. I'm a happy sleeper. You're a great sleeper. With them. But these, uh, now that they got the whole, the, the gifts, you can do uh, like Christmas gifts or? Stocking stuffers. Right. Or Chanaka gifts? Chanaka, Kwanzaa, yeah. or just life. Okay. What do you got? Um, okay, so these are awesome sheets, and you guys should upgrade. So we have an exclusive offer from brooklinen.com for our True Crew listeners. So you get $20 off. And free shipping when you use the promo code CHEWIN at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. $20 off and free shipping. Use the promo code CHEWIN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com with the promo code CHEWIN. Yeah, baby. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. Thanks, Brooklinen. I love these people. They're I great. Love, I They're love great. everything love about the sheets. them. Um, Okay, Lemmy. Yeah, Kev. Before we talk about our last nine weeks, let's talk about our, our next two weeks. Okay. Because we got something else coming out, which the Chew Crew will be happy about, I think. We sure do. And um, it's something that we've kind of neglected because we've been working on this other thing. Our attention has been elsewhere. But yeah. we have a brand new stand-up comedy special that is dropping. I know you don't like that word. It's coming out. On it's dropping. It premieres. On Two weeks from now, December 4th. December 4th. It's the show we shot at the Alex Theater earlier this year mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Glendale, California. Yeah. A bunch of the true crew was there. And um, they kind of wanted to wait until we were done shooting the show for to put it out. And so now it's coming out December 4th. Yeah. Which is super exciting. We tweeted about it. I put it on Facebook. You put it on Instagram. Um, and the way it works is it's a company called Comedy Dynamics, which does a, does a lot of stand-up specials, and they're the pros. They're the stand-up special pros, but they've kind of got their own channel now. They've launched their own thing, and uh, what they do is they put the, the special out on every platform that you could, uh, you could want. Like right now, you can go pre-buy it on iTunes. Which you should. Which you should, but then uh, what will happen is on December 4th, whatever you watch your TV on, whatever platform you have, whether it's Apple TV or Direct TV or Comcast or whatever, 
Roku, whatever it is you watch, it'll be uh, available on demand on that platform. Yeah, Roku, there is a Comedy Dynamics channel. Oh, there is. So you can just go to the Comedy Dynamics channel. Yeah. And so, um, so basically it's available to everyone everywhere. It's not like you have to do, I think our last one we had to do, like you, you wait for one night and then that's it. You watch it or you don't watch it. But this yeah. is like one of those deals where it's going to be on every on-demand platform that you have until you'll be able to find it. And we'll put up information about how to get that. And right now we have the link to, to the pre-sale yeah. on iTunes up. Um, but we're si- we, I, it's awesome because I kind of had it out of my mind. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. didn't think about it. Yeah. And it was a show that we had been doing for years, and the Chew Crew came and saw it live. And now some Chew Crew, other Chew Crew is you know has sure, been able never. to. But now it's here. It is, and it's gonna it's gonna drop on December fourth. Comes out December fourth, <laughs> and it's a nice. It's like even if you've seen the show live, this is a glossy version. It really is glossy. Oh, like gotcha. I looked at the tra- we put the trailer up on our social media, and yeah. uh, it really is glossy. We've got lights. Kevin wears a shirt that he bought a duplicate of. Like he's got two of them. We talked. Didn't we talk about this on the prior podcast? But you wear wear that out. uh, I do because my my wife is like, if you buy one, you better get two, because like chances are I'm gonna spill on myself between the first show and the second show, and then I fuck up the continuity. You have to take off the shirt between shows. I can't remember if you did. I didn't. I had two. Okay, just I did. I didn't have to. Right. And I didn't. Uh, I had two ready to go, and uh, I still have them. Yeah, I tell you what, they're feeling a little small. Now. Uh, but small? <laughs> Did you gain weight on the shoe? I think so. Like I, I lost weight, and then in the last like four or five weeks, I think I gained weight. I think that happens. Like I lost weight while I was directing. Yeah, that was when I lost the bulk of my weight. Yeah, and then with like three weeks to go, I started hitting the cookies. Yeah, and and getting bigger, <laughs> bigger lunches at the uh, at you know, in the dining area. Um. Because I, you know, I had the attitude that I could do no wrong. Sure, sure, which sure. I always get. Yeah, like that's ah, over. Tell you right. what, though, I yeah. I've worked out a couple of times. I went to the gym today, as a yeah. matter of fact. Okay, how'd it go? Good. I'm not. Fu- I'm not letting up this time. Okay. Here, All please. right. But listen. Yeah. Chew crew. Uh, it's the Heffern and Lemony comedy special. It's called the Potential Farewell Tour. What does that even mean, Kev? It means that this potentially could be the last stand-up comedy special tour we ever do. I mean, we haven't performed live now. Potentially, in like half a year. I know. It's, it's been, been a like, while. It's been like half a year. And we might go back to it, but potentially this might be the last one. Potentially it's farewell. So uh, potentially well, cause potentially, Because, you know, I'm in contact with our, our stand-up agents. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, uh, there's, there's no time for us to do anything f- for a while. So potentially that's it. Yeah, but I would imagine, and here's what I think. Yeah. Is that uh, when we get into the thick of the promotion on this TV show, that we probably do some some touring out there. Yeah, but every we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So December fourth, uh, Lemmy Heffernan, the potential farewell tour, comedy dynamics. Mm-hmm. Get it on every platform you you have. You iTunes possibly will be have iTunes, iTunes, Apple TV. That's where you can get it now. They're even doing. ITunes. They're even doing a uh, a CD. They're they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's an, an audio, audio thing. Audio. That's exciting, too. You can go get that, too. We've never had that before. I know. An audio. So December 4th, two weeks from now, spread the word. Uh, we'll be talking about it again. Um, we'll put stuff up on social media, but um, I hope you guys like it. I hope you guys like the, the Potential Farewell Tour. And we'll keep tweeting about it. I, really, I haven't even tweeted or IG'd, really. I, I decided I'm going to tweet about it every day 
from now till then. Okay, so I I'm did gonna, today. I'm going to retweet you every day. I know, but I don't know if that counts. Does that count? No, no. I should, put, I should have put okay. up my own tweet. Okay. I put one up. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm just getting back into the groove of social media. I hear you, man. I know what you're talking. That's what I was saying. Like, that's why we got to tell the Chew Crew that this special is going to be out Chew there. Chew Crew, we're back. Hey, you know what? I, I've been meaning to say this because, like, we got a gift yeah. from some Chew Crew. Oh, we did. And, but it was, it was right after the last episode that we recorded. Okay, so the last episode recorded was the week before we started shooting. Yeah. And we had my brother on, Pat Heff, yeah, and so who then, was like, our key grip on the shoot. A couple of days into uh, the shooting of this, yeah. um, a box, uh, uh, one of our PAs brought me a box, and some Chew Crew, uh, who lives down the street uh-huh. and found out we were shooting here, uh, brought us a gift. Okay. And uh, with a card. So they knocked on the front door of the, of the fire station? I, I, I don't know. It was, okay. it was delivered to I me. Don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But, uh, and then I read the card. It's a very nice card here. I'm going to okay. read it. Okay, go. And uh, it was from Chew Crew. And, uh, and, and I never got a chance to say thank you. And it was the first thing I was going to do was say thank you on the next episode we recorded. And then we didn't record for two right. weeks. Right, right. I hope thought, they're still listening. They probably thought we're horrible people. Like, oh, boy, what a douchebag. Okay, but, but so, so here's what, ha- what was in the box. Okay, hit me. Was uh, a case, or there was a case of Budweiser. Oh, they know us well. Which we had some Budweiser. Sure, we drank it. Drank it. And then uh, it was two bottles of Basil Hayden. Okay. Which uh, they know I'm fans of Basil Hayden. Okay. Um, a, a bag of Blue Doritos, because they've been oh, hearing about all the Blue yeah. Doritos. Sure, yeah. I, I waited like... Six weeks before I cracked into those Doritos. Uh, but they were. Were those the ones that were on your desk for a long time, or that was a different bag no, of Doritos? No, that was the original That's bag the one that inspired their that gift. That Pat Heffernan Got it, okay. delivered. And then, uh, and then a bag of pretzels, because they know you love pretzels. Yeah. I never yeah. saw those. Let me know what happened to those. Uh, my kids ate like three. Okay, got it. And they threw them out? Yeah. Well, I, you know, no, no. I mean, I, I brought them in here. Daddy, these pretzels are dry. Yeah. Well, pretzels so, are a bad snack. So are all pretzels, kids. Yeah. That's what I said. No, I, but I, I told you about it, but... We were so busy, I never I had a know. chance to I don't you care. Know, share the pretzels with you. <laughs> anyway, but I... I mean, I care, because I'm, so, I'm happy that these people were so nice as to give us a gift. It's, it's nice. Ashley and Todd. I'm not going to say their last names. Don't say their last names. But their cards said, A multitude of felicitations in the attainment of your chosen endeavors. Heffern and Lemmy, in other words, hell yeah. Congratulations on the new show, Aww. Ashley and Todd. From a couple of True Crew fans who happen to live up the street. Additionally, we both work for blank... I'm not going to say where they work. But it's a steakhouse. Oh, a good uh, one, too. And know your fans. One those. that I went to last Friday, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're at a, the, the fanciest one. The, uh, yeah, the fanciest one. I yeah, was in the, uh, my, the one I went to was in Fire Country. Yeah. Reach out if you're in the mood for a delicious dinner. Guess what? I'm in the mood for a delicious dinner. Oh, boy, dinner. huh? Ashley and Todd, thank, thank you, you guys. so much. It's so nice of you guys. We really thank appreciate you. it. It was so really, nice. really nice. You know, it's just like getting a surprise like that. It's like, well, the tr- there's... People who walked by and saw what was going on found out. Sure. It's just nice. Super nice. It's very welcoming. Okay. Well, our apologies to the True Crew about how we've been away for nine weeks, but we've been shooting 10 weeks. We've been shooting. Yeah. And so we started in mid-September, and uh, we shot 10 episodes, and it took us all the way up to uh, last Friday, and um, it was uh, grueling, but a blast. It was a blast. There are a lot of elements uh, about it that uh, that were fun. Yeah, but in terms of overview, uh, we finished shooting now. So now where we are is basically we started the editing this week, mm-hmm. and so now we have to spend the next couple of months editing the ten episodes together, and um, we'll do that. And then by February, they'll start the pre-promotion stuff, 
and uh, well, maybe January and February, big promotion stuff. And then what we're being told is March 28th is the day the show uh, drops. Uh, the premieres, the premiere. <laughs> it it sh- allegedly drops on March 28th. Because you can say it premieres or the premiere is. Sure, I can also say it drops. You can say it drops or the drop date is. Sure, the yeah. drop date that is. That sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it premieres <laughs> that's on March like 28th, it. right after the premiere of Impractical Jokers. What would you say? It drops. Its drop date is March 28th after Impractical Jokers drops. Yeah, it drops on top of the Impractical Jokers. Is it on top uh, of or underneath? I don't know. On top of, I think. Because in the guide, it'll be on the right. It'll be after. Sure. But they, uh, so Impractical Jokers premiere of their eighth season mm-hmm. is um, on March 28th, Thursday, and then we follow up. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's really exciting. And then we, the next 10 weeks, you won't be able to get enough of us. Yeah. And, or maybe uh, you get too much of us. I think um, you know, some ads are going to start to premiere. Drop. Uh, during some of the uh, NFL playoffs, yep, maybe some March Madness as well. You'll start to see. You'll start to hear some noise. Some noise. Yeah, you'll start to hear some noise. We'll put all kinds of. They'll have social media stuff or whatever. But anyway, that's the that's kind of the blueprint of where we're going to be now. And um, uh, we're just excited because we shot so much great shit. Like I realized as we're diving into this editing, uh, we've shot we shot two and a half movies worth of. Material, yeah. So if you took like Super Troopers and Beer Fest and half of Club Dread, mm-hmm. put it all together, yeah, that's what we just shot. Well, yeah, I mean, Super Troopers essentially, I think we shot in five weeks time, or was it six weeks? Uh, I think it was about twenty six days. Okay, of shooting days. Okay, so five and a half. Weeks. And on this TV show, we did forty shoot days. Yeah. So yeah, we were shooting for ten plus weeks. Yeah, which is great. I mean, you know. Uh, and there are a lot of great stories, which we'll, a lot we'll of, get to um, a bunch of them. I, I feel like for the last three weeks, I was naked the entire time. Really? I d- which made the chukru likes that. I did a lot of shirt off acting. Well, the funny thing is, and no offense to you, Steve. Yes. But um, <laughs> we... <laughs> which means plenty of offense. We did cast this intentionally with some younger firefighty type guys. Um, I'm not sure I understand what that has to do with what I just said. What it has to do with is that a lot of times when you were shirtless, there were other guys who were shirtless. Yeah. And guys who maybe had a a more youthful build. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Than you. You you know. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what I... I know what you're talking about. I know you're talking about. No offense. I'm, I mean, I certainly, I mean, I, I was shirtless. I'm offended. Here and there, but uh, only really for, I was just shirtless for one episode. But I was shirtless a lot. I know it. Like, That's I was, why we have you around, though. I was shirtless in the shower with, you know. Sure, there's a shower scene. There's a shower there's scene. There's lovemaking scenes. I had uh, a couple of lovemaking scenes. Yeah. I had, um, you know, a, a lot of oily scenes, too. Sure, there was uh, there were narrative reasons for your body to be greased up. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> you know. And then like there's the uh, I won't I, you know I don't think I'm giving anything away. I think I'm just I'm I'm teasing. There's the whole the calendar episode, right? I mean that thing's just topless city, right? We do a beefcake calendar episode, which you know it's what firefighters. It's a tradition that they have. It's a charitable tradition. You had they, to know we were going to do that. In yeah, season where they one. shoot a calendar with all the guys with their. Shirts off in various suggestive poses and whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, they sell the calendars for charity. It's a common practice. And 
So we made an episode about it. Yeah. There will be an episode about yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, we Without were, giving anything away. We were oily. Yeah. And yeah, we've got uh, we, uh, Gabe Hogan, who's our, uh, he plays Ike Crystal. Yeah. Our uh, big stud firefighter. Yeah. And I found myself standing next to him with us topless <laughs> a lot, <laughs> which is the wrong place to be standing. Sure. Because he's just jacked. Sure. And what happens is it just makes you look, you know, insufficient. So is that like you finish this thing and you're like, I'm going to go pump some iron or what's your thing? Well, it's funny because... Or I just get back in shape. No, you know, like uh, uh, there's, uh, you know, there's a scene we showed in the blooper reel. And in fact, in that scene, I'm actually like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm, it's, not, it's not terrible. Yeah. Like I got an okay shape. Yeah. And, uh, but then there was... You did. Like, I mean, you were like 150 fucking pounds. I lost 20 pounds. Unbelievable. Like, I lifted you up. It was like a feather. It's like a feather. It's like lifting a feather. Uh, but, like, what really did it was that there's a, a, a scene where, like, somebody's mad at me. Right. And uh, it's a woman. One, it's one of the women I have, uh, like, a, a bed scene with. <laughs> and she gets... One of the women. And she yeah. gets mad at me and, and called... She, in, in real life, in her improv, she called me scrawny. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, I took that to heart. And so I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know what? I told her afterwards, you know what? You've inspired me. After this, after the season uh, ends, after we wrap, yeah. I'm just going to, if there's a season two, I'm going to have been working out all winter long. Right. That should be calling you brawny. I'm going to come back jacked. I'll tell you what, scrawny is something I've never been called. No, you've never <laughs> been called scrawny. I don't think ever, in, since I popped out of the womb, and nobody ever called me scrawny. You came out butt first, right? I did, I did. Yeah, I come up first. Uh, I've always been called scrawny. Okay, never, like, never. Like my never. whole life, like people have told me things like, "Put some meat on your bones." Really? Or eat, please eat. I could see that uh, about uh, your mid shoot weight. You looked pretty thin. I I had gotten thin. It's it's starting to come back. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Man. No, no, it's fine. But uh, I also had a um, I had also had uh, some making out, some romance with a. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hollywood. I'm going to call her a Hollywood legend. Yeah, sure, you should. It's been like 160 Absolutely. movies. The true crew will know who she is. Yeah. I mean, but we're not allowed to tell her. Though, we right? can't reveal who it is. You know, that's a, this is the annoying thing is that we have ten episodes of a great guest stars. Yeah, and guest stars that you guys will be excited f- for because of of you'll know them from the movies, uh, like familiar faces from our movies, and also guest stars that you've never seen us work with before who are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was one of the most fun uh, elements of it is to bring all these people together. Yeah, like and make it, this it's show. so great that what Kevin, the translation of what Kevin said is we had great guest stars. Yeah, and what he said, he was so enthusiastic. He went, "We had oh, great guest stars, oh great guest stars," and we really did, and they all delivered for us. But this is a cock tease for everybody. I know, I know, but that's the thing. We, we what can we talk about, Lenny? Uh, How about? You, uh, oh. I'll tell you what we can talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, forget my smooching scenes. You did some smooching in this show. Uh, as well. I had maybe one or two. I mean, maybe one smooch scene. Uh, it wasn't really a smooch scene, but it was a smooch scene. It was like a half run in smooch scene. Well, there you was know how my scenes have no sexuality or emotion. To yeah, them. no, no charge. Right, they're just kissing scenes. Your scenes are more, you know. Sure, it's dirty boy. In they're bed. in bed. They're they've just finished <laughs> making love, or they're about to make love. Right. Mine is, thanks for bringing the, uh, my, my car keys back to me at the office. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, except that, Kev, this was like pretty heavy duty. I mean, there was like, there was one day yeah. where you and, your, and the woman who plays your wife just kept, it was like, you know, when like, uh, as the actors get more familiar with each other. Yeah. As like the, the takes wear on, like, I mean, you guys would do the, like the husband and wife 
First, like a double kiss in the thing, and then it was like a quadruple kiss. Like, mm, mm, but mm, no, those mm. were the goodbye kisses, though. Either way, there right. were times. There, I, see ya. Even on one take, I was like improvising. I was like, "Hey, get a room, you two. Right, but there was never a, a take that had any tongue or anything like that. I mean, those are your takes. I know. <laughs> I know your wife is listening <laughs> right now. Uh, Sue, so nothing untoward happened. This is all on the up and up. You know, for Kevin. For him, this is just like picking another hors d'oeuvre off a, a passing tray. Is that what it is? He's a professional. He's a professional. <laughs> Give me another Spanakopita. Yeah, here, I'll take another one of those. Wait, you got a little slider? Yeah, I'll take another slider. Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. That's the way I view my kissing scenes. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, you had romantic scenes. I did. With with a few different people. I did. Yeah. And uh, so. it had been a while since I had had a romantic, romantic scene. Yeah. Like, I had one romantic scene in bed. And in I had, Super Troopers 2, you didn't have one. No, right? I was just naked. Yeah. <laughs> and then before that, it would be, it would be the Slam and Salmon. That was just a, make it, a kissing sure. scene in a meat locker. Sure. Um, well, that's nine years ago. Okay. But this was like in bed. Sure. You know, with, you know, in a sexual position. Right. In not much clothing. Oh, right. Hello, Lemmy. And uh, I think the Chew Cruise uh, is just... Uh, I'm getting aroused by just thinking about it. <laughs> and, uh, but that's what happens, though, is that, like, you know, as a guy, like, I had to wear, like, you had the modesty pouch. Sure. That's the, you know, the, uh, it's the, the nude to let you appear like you're nude, but it, right. it covers you up. Yeah. But then I, I had a... Uh, Put a I, sock in there or something? I had, no, I had underwear on underneath that. To keep everything ta- taped down? Well, it was just like, and even that was having a tough time. I don't know if you saw it, like after each take, like and it, luckily in the take, I'm supposed to roll out of bed. But yeah. Like, but then hide next to the bed and go under the bed. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, sneaking around. I know. And uh, they'd say like, okay, let's go again. And I would still stay kneeling by the side of the bed because, you know, I was like, yeah, getting, you know. Sure. Toined on. You'd take it down a notch. Yeah. You just got to calm down a little bit. Right. Anyway. So, yeah, I had that going. Okay. So you bounce yeah. back. Um, the other kind of exciting thing for you, more excitement, Lemmy, yeah, uh, was your directorial debut. I did, um, which was super exciting, and um, you directed two of the episodes. Yeah, episodes four and five, I want to say. Yep, and never had directed before. Never, and um, you know, got thrown into the fucking fire. Yeah, and did a great job. Thank you, Kev. Did I tell you I was proud of you? Thank you, Kevin. Did I tell you that? You, you did. You, you said uh, when I rapped, oh. you came out to me and you said you were impressed. Yeah, and I mean it. I appreciate it. To this that. day, I mean it. I, I, I appreciate it. I was impressed, and you, were, you did a great job. You were very prepared. Very prepared. And you knew your material. Very you prepared. You knew your stuff. Could have been more prepared. In retrospect, it could have been more prepared. Yeah, you know, you always I mean, could I was, be. I was prepared. Yeah. But I was prepared by you. Okay, I guess. Who, you know, who, under the tutelage of you, you said, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, and I tell this to anyone who uh, acts and directs, is that the amount of things that are going through your head when you're trying to act is really what the hard part is to me. Yeah. It's like, make sure, I always say, make sure you know your lines, because there will be times when, you're, when shit is coming out of your mouth, but you're thinking about three other things. Oh, yeah. And so if you know your lines, you can at least... Run through the performance while you're still thinking. Well, about I'm looking stuff. at the raw footage now, and yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, I don't even know what I'm. I'm like, 
There's no nuance in a lot of my where, things. What, where you're acting, but you can see that you're thinking about other things? There, I mean, there's that. Yeah. For sure. I'm looking all over the place. There are times where like, my acting sucks because I, <laughs> like, I'm not even uh, in it. Yeah. You know, there are times like this, the second we get through the scene, like you can hear me start like correcting things. Uh, you know, it's just like it's, it's just a shit show. And that's the thing. Though, like when you're directing but not acting, when you're, when you're directing and acting, you're thinking about it. And then all of a sudden you have a day where you're not acting and you're like, Whew. Yeah. Fucking easy. I had uh, <laughs> I had two days the whole time where I didn't shoot a scene. In the 10 weeks, I had two days yeah. not acting. And one of them did luckily fall well, on the, the, day? the day that I was a day that I was directing, yeah. which was the opposite. We, you and I were laughing about this. There was one day that I was directing a scene where I'm blindfolded. Oh yeah, surrounded by the entire Unbelievable. crew. How the fuck am I supposed to direct that? Yeah, well, literally, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's literal. But it was part of the training scene for, as a firefighter. Yeah, you were doing a training scene blindfolded. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you couldn't even look at. In the scene, you couldn't look at the other actors. I yeah. mean, it's hard enough when you're directing. You can't see monitors. You don't know what the cameras have framed up, really, when you're in the middle of the scene. But you couldn't even look at the performance shit. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything uh, there. That's where I was able to help you out. You were able to help me out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you, you, know, you were talking about how um, my first day yeah. I was thrown to the lions. I mean, that's, you know, so, and we know this from, you know, even when you make a movie. Yeah. Your first day... Let's make it an easy day. Let's let everybody, like, get the crew in the flow, let the director get in the flow, the actors just start to get the juices yeah, flowing, everything. Yeah, nice, you want a nice simple scene. Go nice and easy. Maybe a conversation between two people in a, sitting at a table. Sure. Right? And, uh, you know, even now, so, like, the DGA, the Directors Guild of America, yeah. uh, I was required to take a uh, DGA class. Right, because you were, you were a first-timer. You were yeah. just joining the union. Now, usually you have to take it before you shoot your... Uh, TV episodes. Yeah. Uh, in this case, be, due to some administration stuff, they actually allowed me to do it after I directed. Right. Like, but literally, like the day after. Wasn't the day it? after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the day after. <laughs> the I day that you were supposed to exhale, you had to go do the DGA class. I had to do a DGA class, yeah. and one of the first things they said is, if there's anything that seems wrong, first they said, your first day ever directing, make it an easy day. Yeah. And I chuckled to myself. Yeah. Because my easy day was the my first day was the opposite. It was it was a uh, it, it was, was a ridiculous. Stunt. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a day. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but there are there are fifteen ten year olds. Yep. Which in and of itself was a sure. fucking clusterfuck. Yep. It was like these kids were from the planet mute, <laughs> and like. Whatever I said to them would stay in their brains for three seconds. Yeah, they don't take direction. No, and it's like, you know, laugh, and like two of them laugh. Yeah. All of you laugh, one of them laughs. Right. Okay, you're going to walk <laughs> over there and come back here and get in your same spots. They don't walk over there. Then yeah. finally they do walk over, then you're like, now come back. And then they do come back, and they're all over the fucking place. And it's like, sure, you're losing time. And that was just part of it, though. You had every, you had a lot of the uh, actors... You had multiple actors. I had all the actors and, except for you. Yep. And then um, and some guest stars. Guest stars and a stunt and water. And, a, and your 10-year-old And son. my son, who was a dream. He yeah. was. He actually made it all worthwhile. He was a dream. He was a fucking dream. <laughs> the whole thing was chaos. Yeah. You know, in retrospect, it was kind of a, like I felt like as a producer, 
we didn't serve you well. Although, like, remember I was thinking, it was like, we looked at the schedule recently, originally, and, and basically to save money, there were two stunts in that episode. Yeah. They had put both stunts on the same day. Yeah. And, you know, the red flag went up, and I certainly said to production, I was like, look, we can't do that. Take it. I mean, you're putting two fucking stunts on the guys. Well, we were trying to save money to have the stuntman come in and went, just take that stunt thing off. And then once they took the second stunt off, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Not thinking that what was left was a huge pain in but the I, ass. But I looked at that first day. Yeah. And I know, I know better. The whole time I was like, that's a big bite. Yeah. That's a big fucking bite. But it was like that stupid, it's like the macho thing. You're like, you don't want to uh, show any weakness. Sure. You know, like you don't want let <laughs> never let him see sweat. Yeah, it's like you don't ask out of the game. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, fine, I'll I'll do it. But like, honestly, like by an hour before lunchtime, I was in way over my head. Yeah, and uh, that night, because those are the ways the, the times where you get turned around too, like in your head, like what did I shoot? What do I need to shoot? Am I doing this? I was right? totally I was totally lost. Yeah, and uh, then the DGA showed up on set. <laughs> right. To you know, they're supposed to ease your burden, and instead, the, like the the ladies got me there, cornered for like fifteen minutes. I'm, I'm like, all I can think about is that tick 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 tick. Sure. Tick, and all the shit that I need to get. Our D, you and uh, and our DP saved my fucking <laughs> ass. Well. I get. I mean, I, I had just come off directing three episodes, so yeah. I was I was well greased. But you and you feel like, that way too. Like by the time you got three days in, yeah, you felt you had learned a, a shitload, and I you had. certainly felt by your second week you had felt way more comfortable. You can tell a hundred percent, a thousand percent. And I know that even like you know the next thing I direct, I'll know even way more. Right. Uh, just you know, as I look at the footage, you know, we talked about. I was looking at the footage, but yeah. So I directed my first time, <laughs> thrown to the lions. I mean, after that first day, everything else was easy by comparison. Yeah. I mean, there was. I think even your second day was kind of hard, but and it was weird because I think your more talky scenes came later on in your shoot, which allowed yes. you maybe to relax a little bit more. Yeah, there's a fear factor. It's like the first day I was just intimidated to be there and make right. my voice heard, whereas on the last day I'm just yelling over the room <laughs> right, and like right. and telling people, "Here's the way it's going to go." Yeah. All right. There's a lot of moving parts here. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to shoot. Not a lot of time. So let's not. F- I even called you out. I was like, "I'm talking to you yeah. too, Heffernan." Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Heffernan. Yeah. It was like that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, but thank you for your help. Oh, you're welcome. And your guidance. You really did help out a lot. And and it was funny because like. Uh, you know, people don't know this side of us, but like, there was even one. We had one little exchange in there where, like, I snapped at you. Uh huh. Like, I think I even told you to get the fuck. Out. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Okay. But you were stepping on my toes a little bit. Sure, sure. But sure. I had asked you to step on my toes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there, we were just getting into a little like this is what happens on on these sets. Yeah. And then I came out. It's I was game like, time. I was like, game I'm sorry, time. I snapped at you. You're like, no, no, I'm I'm sorry, I I didn't mean I was you know doing this the wrong way and everything. And it's like, and then we move on. Right. Because we're fucking mature. That's true. I mean, from my perspective, I just wanted to help, but I didn't want to step on your toes. So there's a there's a line, and sometimes you cross Listen, that line. Listen, no, I appreciate. I appreciate. But when it. you're in the in the in the heat of the battle, sometimes you know we're in the heat of the battle. And yeah. the thing is, you know, truthfully, uh, there's a, there's a difference. There's you know, like people, you wonder collaborators often don't collaborate too long. Yeah. Or they, you know, and it's because they can't bounce back. They can't bounce back. They take yeah. these things too personally. Yeah. And I think that's the key to our longevity. Is right. it's just for us? It's just like making a fucking meal. But the true crew knows that they know that we don't take things personally because of the amount of shit we give each other. Oh yeah, that's why people listen to this thing. They want to hear us give each other shit. Is that what they, is that true? Crew? I is don't that, know. Is that why you listen? I don't know. It might be. Us, you want to hear us um, give each other shit? Tell me the uh, funniest 
thing as as the executive producer of the yeah. show, which uh, uh, you know you, we were the guys in charge, which was kind of fun too. What's the funniest uh, task you had to perform as an executive producer? I'm going to say it's actually it's the funniest. It's my favorite uh, thing I've ever had to do. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're obviously <laughs> we're we're, uh, we're we're living in a time. You know, the, the Me Too. Sure. Um, you know, it's a delicate time. I mean, we have to take everyone's uh, in, uh, feelings and sensibilities into account, and uh, yeah, and try to make everyone feel comfortable in an atmosphere to work. Yeah, and uh, it's and, important. And uh, especially, you know, uh, I mean, the guys, you know, we are as as the guys who are have the main hat on our heads as the executive yep. producer and the creator of the show. We're certainly trying to look out for anything like that. Yep. Um, and so I was visited by a uh, um, couple of the, uh, the the department heads. Okay. <laughs> Female department heads. Sure. So this is not... You weren't directing, right? This is... I was not directing nope. anymore. It, okay. So now is it, it was... I think it was episode six-ish. So we're happened, midway through. It happened during episode six. Okay. And so, uh, and so they came to you as the executive producer. Yes. And yeah. they said, and there are only two executive producers on this show. That's right. you and me. Well, I mean, there are. I mean, more. there are more. There are but more. On a day-to-day on sitting on the set. But there's, but then there's, there's, there's you and me. You sure. Know? And uh, they said we there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a number of the, of the women have a problem with uh, a, a certain man on the set. A crew member. A crew member. And I said, oh god, Uh-oh. oh no. And, there's, and and I said, yeah. And they said, we we think that you are the the person, the executive producer to approach. <laughs> Which let's circle back to that let's after you tell the uh, story. Yeah. Okay. I said, uh, and I said you okay. were the guy to handle it. Okay. Yeah. Go. And they said okay. So, and I said what's going on? Like uh, something's happening. They're like yeah, a lot of women. There's just a problem with this with this uh, male crew member. And I said okay. And uh, I, I won't say that the guy's name, but but, no. but I was like, thinking about what you were going to have to do about this. I was like without uh, knowing what the problem. Let's just say the guy's name is Arnold. Okay. So Arnold. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. Uh, she, one of them said, uh, "So it's it's Arnold," and I was like, "Oh fucking a!" Because I love this guy. Sure. And I was like, "Jesus, who doesn't I, love Arnold?" And like, my, and my my stomach my stomach fell. Yeah, my heart sank because I was like, "I can't believe this guy's been creeping out on these girls or whatever he's doing." Right. That I'm about to find out about. It's terrible. And uh, I said, "Okay, okay. Uh, what did he do?" And and so, one of the ladies said, "Well, it's just that he's got a uh, a really big penis." And I went, uh-huh. And she said, and it's it's visible through his pants. <laughs> and I said, what do you what do you mean visible? And like she said, you can just see the outline of it. You okay. can just see it. Through, okay. Like down his leg. Right. I said, Oh, okay. And uh and 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 what? And she said, Well, it's become a distraction <laughs> for a lot of the women on the set. And I said, Really? And she said, Yeah, we had some, you know, there's some guest stars. One of the guest stars, female guest stars, uh, couldn't remember her lines. Like she saw it, like you know, out of the corner of her eye, and it distracted her. And I said, like, "Okay, okay." And I said, "But like, you don't see it or anything." She's like, "Well, you know, he often wears shorts, mm-hmm. and we can see it right at the tip there, like like that, 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 you see, when you could see up someone's leg. Yeah, or it's like it's right. It's almost okay. right there a lot of the time. Like mm-hmm. you can just see it. Not that he is." 
presenting it in some way. It's just it's just in you know, like you you step one way and you're yeah. Now I never saw it. I was on set every single I'd day. I tell you that too. In retrospect, I never saw it. And I I tell you the I was in the scene where I know that some of the women were concerned. Yeah. And uh, I know exactly the one of the moments that they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, when this guy was doing his job and uh, was off camera and uh, allegedly you could see what he owned. Yeah. But I <laughs> never even, I don't know, I was just like, really? I was like, I was in that scene. I guess I never looked. Yeah. But nobody ever said, hey, check it out. Well, so so I said, okay, so. Okay, so these women come to you and say, uh, it's distracting, yeah, so, it's and, a problem, and, this guy's dick. A lot of the women are talking about it. Yeah. And I said, well, something needs to be done about and it. And I said, well, like, but like, and you are the guy to get it done. They said, so like, I was like, and it's, it's bad. Like, like, I mean, it's like, it says, well, like a lot of women are just maybe finding it like it's just, it's just very obvious. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. So like, uh, so I should say something to him. What should I say to him? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know, maybe like stop wearing shorts or get some baggier pants. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe like a, a constricting underwear, maybe? Sure. Two pairs Kinda of underwear. Kind of like what you were doing with, uh, in yeah, the just, bed scene? just tuck it down. Okay. And so, uh, I, and then I said, okay, I'll talk to him. And then one, <laughs> and I was smiling at this point. Uh, sure. I even said, this is, this is going to be my favorite conversation I ever had. And one of, one of them was like, do you, think, do you think he'll mind? Will he be upset? And I said, uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to mind having this conversation. In fact, I'm really looking forward to it myself. As an EP, um, that is a that's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, right. Because it's, it's not. It's kind of a smirky conversation. Oh, right? it was as smirky, <laughs> smirky, jerky as we could possibly. Sure. sure. Okay. So t- so go ahead. So so, so you get Arnold. So I get Arnold. Yeah. It was the day. We were shooting a scene where I'm putting sunglasses on. Yeah, okay. We were, we were out and about in the town. Yeah. And um, after we shot the, the scene at, at one house, mm-hmm. uh, we were going across the street, and he was, you know, the, on one of the trucks. And I say, hey, Arnold, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> and he has admitted in retrospect, he said his stomach dropped because he, like... I had never said anything like that to him before. Sure. And this is like a position of authority and da da da. And right. he could feel that like an EP conversation was coming. And he, right. he said he jumped off the truck and was like, holy shit, am I getting fired? Right. And I pulled him to the side and I was like, um, Arnold. So listen, Arnold. I said, Arnold, <laughs> I just have to have an EP conversation with you for okay. a second. Okay. But okay. I, I'm going to tell you this is going to be my favorite conversation I'm ever going to get to have. <laughs> and he said, okay. And I said, so I guess you got a pretty big dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh... What? I mean... Figuratively or literally? He's like, uh... It's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty big. Why do you, why do you, why do you ask? And right now, I'm sexually harassing him. <laughs> so I guess you got so a pretty big let dick. Me see, huh? Let me see that thing. Uh, anyway, so I, I told him the story, and he and I were having a, a laugh about it. I told him that they were like, do you think he'll mind... Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, do you mind? And he's like, but hold on. You can't say you're having a laugh about it at people's expense. You're just having a laugh at the, the circumstances the that you're under. The ridiculousness of it. Yeah. The, the idea that he would be upset about it. Sure. About right. being reprimanded for his. Right. I mean, you still there's still the issue that women were a little yeah, put off by it. And that has to be dealt with, Steve. Like, uh, right. you know, he had, there was nothing intentional that was done. Right. And it was like, and none of the, none of the women, I made sure this within the conversation, nobody was offended or like. 
threatened or felt. Yeah, there's no malice. There's no lechery. Yeah, he no, was just a guy doing his thing. He was not flashing people or anything right. like that. It was just, sure. just a guy with a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so you tell him your dick's too big, and then how does he <laughs> respond to that? What does he say? Your dick has become a problem on the set. Right. And he's like, cut it off, or... He's like, oh, fuck. I, I mean, uh, he's like, I, I you know, I, I mean, I wear t- tight underwear. I, you know, I wear underwear. I'm like, dude, look, I don't know what you have to do. Just figure out a way. Do you have baggy pants? He's like, I mean, these are the baggiest pants I got. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can you get, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just maybe wear a couple pairs of underwear. Like, fuck, like put that thing in back in, you know. All right. Put it back. Right. And uh, so then, you know, we took selfies. Uh, yeah. To commemorate the moment where I had to chastise him for having too big of a penis. <laughs> Selfies were okay. Yeah. yeah, we we commemorated the moment. He, you know, he went home, and then he was like, "Oh, my wife is so mad. <laughs> She's so mad. She think like now we've created you've created a monster, which I did. Right. Well, you did because I tell you this. Uh, r- right after the conversation that you had, yeah, we broke for lunch. Yes, and uh, I had heard uh, of this situation. Uh, also, uh, after the fact, and uh, I was at the lunch line, and he uh, walked past me. Arnold walked past me, and he had two plates of food, you know, because yeah. he was hungry, right? He got two plates of food, and he walked by. I just made one of those comments, like, "Oh, two plates of food, huh?" And he goes, "Yeah, one's for me, one's for my dick." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then and that's how I knew he knew that I knew. Yeah, well, then pretty much every day after that, then the the cat was out of the bag. Yeah. And everyone kind of knew that the conversation had taken place. And then he knew, and he loved the fact that everybody knew that he had a big dick. Right. And, and then somebody gave him a shirt that said, like, the man with an arrow pointing up and the legend with an arrow pointing down. <laughs> right. And, uh, and yeah. then I even talked about it, you know, my, my toast to the crew at the rap party, I even talked about his big dick. Well, that was the funny thing is, like, uh, at the rap party, you give a great speech and touch on a bunch of things, and that was one of them. It was very funny. And as you're doing it, people are cheering. I looked behind him, and his wife was there, and she was leaning with her arm on the bar and her head in her hands, like, oh, my <laughs> God, awesome. what have we created here? Oh, yeah. No, she, like, she, he said she was super annoyed that we had created a monster. Yeah. And, uh, but the truth is, like, you know, he showed me a, a, a text from her where she was like, yeah, I've got some pants for you and your big dick. Like, she went out and bought him some baggy pants. <laughs> And uh, anyway, the fact of the matter is, I don't even know if Arnold really does have a big dick, or if we just created some. Well, that's and that's what I said in the uh, in, my, yeah. in my speech. I was like, well, I've seen that thing; it's tiny. Yeah, because I never, I still, even afterwards, like, st- I still were trying to look. Me too. Like I, once, I didn't see shit like that. Once it was brought up, I mean, we worked closely with that guy every single day. Yeah, and uh, I uh, made a point of like being like, "Am I missing something here?" And I, to the end of the shoot, I never saw the outline of a dick. Yeah. Or the issue of a dick. Maybe I don't have dick eyes. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe you need to get a pair of dick eyes. Maybe you need your dick dar. But anyway, it, uh, it was uh, from a professional standpoint. Yeah, that was uh, definitely my favorite uh, professional thing I've ever had to do, and definitely my best, my favorite EP. Sure. As far as tasks go, it's, uh, yeah, because I had a couple other EP tasks that were not pleasant. Yeah, there absolutely. Talkings too. You have to give people and like yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. I hope they are. I th- hope they can all be like this. Oh, that all EP conversations could be telling someone he's got a big dick. I hope we just have a crew of guys with big dicks. <laughs> uh, I hope we get a season two, and I hope all the crew members have big dicks. So and you, you uh, admittedly, never saw the dick, right? 
I never saw the dick. Okay. The, these are like, the, you know, it's, it's a dicey situation making stuff like this, especially in these times. Like, for instance, we have an episode that's got uh, a fleshlight in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we would, ha- you have to. And have for to- those who don't know, a fleshlight is a sexual toy mm-hmm. and it's shaped like a flashlight, but it's got a replica of the female genitalia stuffed inside the flashlight. Yeah. And then guys would stuff their business inside to the ins- inside of the flashlight. Yeah, I mean, the, and the history of it the is like there was a man who was in love with his wife, and he missed her. He was going on a road trip and he, he on a business trip, and so he thought it would be great to invent, uh, a, you know, a replica of his wife, so that he could take it with him on the road, and mm-hmm. he and he would travel with it and, and get stopped at security. So then he put it in a flashlight, and then he stopped getting uh, stopped at right. security. And having to explain what and it was. And now he's rich. And now he's loaded. And that, right. point, that man was Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, but so like, and it turns out, you know, as we were discussing it with the props department, what kind we have to get, you know, and there's females in the prop department. And, and then you're having these giant meetings with a lot of women. It just so happens that I had a, a case of flashlights in my house. <laughs> now. Unpack that comment. No. It just so happens (laughs) I had a case of flashlights at my house. Right. But this is because when we were at the Chive, uh, they showed me a flashlight. Yeah. And I touched it. I was like, holy shit, that feels real. (laughs) And they're like, you like it? You like it? You know, it's like when you're like, no, 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 I just said it felt real. And they're like, we'll get you a case. Right. And they sent, like, the next day, a case of flashlights appeared at my house, Mm -hmm. including, like, they've got aliens, like like an alien vagina and all this. Anyway, so I had a bunch. I brought them in here. Yeah. And so these are the kind of things you have to have professional conversations like this as the Absolutely. executive producer. I like this one because right. I don't like the alien one because all that. Kind and of then thing. it's a guy's job to go and create a fleshlight and recreate fleshlights. And, you know, he would come in here and take the fleshlights off your desk and they disappear. And then once we were close, once we were done shooting that episode, you realize that there were two or three fleshlights missing from the the crate that you had gotten mm-hmm. and you had to go track them down. Yeah. And they were being used for professional reasons, but sure. still it was a comic element of, you know, who's got my flashlights. <laughs> yeah. And then they were here on my desk, like in the boxes, but yeah. on the packaging, then you were like, you'd look over, we'd have like a meeting with like the extras casting lady and like the, you know, wardrobe is here and, you know, a, a bunch of professionals. I'd look over at my desk and the flashlights in the box are turned sideways. And it's kind of like, you know, the spine of a book. There's like a picture of the vagina that's inside. It's like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Craig and like, and they st- I think they stayed there until I said that my kids were coming to visit the office. Yeah. Get rid of the flashlights. Yeah, I got rid of them. <laughs> and then they were in my car for a while. Just heating up in the sun. I know. And then, uh, and then the flashlights are gone. And then my kids showed up. And uh, we had been given a gift from our friend LP, who was the director of uh, episode six and seven. Yeah. And one of the episodes was about, essentially about a playmate from the 1972 Playboy. And as a gift, she went and got us real 1972 Playboys. She did. And they were sitting on our desks when my kids came in. And they're yeah. like, what's that? And that was, uh, you know. Spe- I mean, speaking of flashlights, that uh, in 1972, they had some hairy vaginas, I'll tell they you did. what. Go do yourself a favor. Go look at 1972. But a funny one was what? Who's in it? It was great. I was looking through, and it was, there was an ad for like a, what kind of a man reads Playboy? This is 1972. And the male model in it is Tom Selleck. Yeah. Young Tom Selleck. Want to hear something weird? What? I just got a text from my family. They were at the supermarket, and they saw Tom Selleck just now at the supermarket. Get the fuck out of here. Isn't that weird? Pretty good, huh? Yeah. 
you know, we were filming this show. Yeah. While the wildfires were going. I know. They hit. And, uh, you know, you had to evacuate. We did. We evacuated. uh, We were in the evacuation zone. And I was here. I was was at the editing room, which is where we are now at the stages. And... uh, I didn't. We knew the fires were out there, but in California, you always hear about the fires. They're here, they're there, or whatever. And my daughter called. She was very upset. My wife was at a convention. She was away for work, and uh, my parents were with my kids. And they were like, you know, the fires are coming. The fires. I was like, you're gonna be fine. Don't worry. He goes, no, we're scared. We're scared. So I drove home, and as I got off the highway exit, you could see the glow of the fires over the crest, like over the hill behind my house. And I was like, holy shit, the fires might be coming. And then. Um, so that night we evacuated. We got out, and we got out there about an hour or so before they did the mandatory evacuation. And uh, we went and stayed at my brother's house. And then it was just a matter of, like, watching. Like, you, then you realize, because you saw the news and you could see, you know, on the Internet and stuff where the fires were, that it was in my neighborhood. And then, so, yeah, Friday morning it kind of swept right uh, down the street next door, like, through the backyards of my neighbors. And some of the house got, you know, one or two houses went down. And then the thing jumped the highway, went over to Malibu. And so, uh, yeah, we were out for four days. We were gone for four or five days. We, were, we didn't evacuate, but we were on high alert the whole time. Yeah. And we were on the, at the tip of Zone 1 of Topanga, which had been evacuated. Yeah. And there's Calabasas at the next town over. So we were the next ones to be evacuated. So our car was packed up. We were ready to go the whole time. And, uh, I mean, it was, you know... It was scary. It was super scary. I mean, we, we had about a, say, about eight hour period where we were positive that we lost everything. Yeah, because uh, it was going through that neighborhood, and and we have you know friends and families and kids, friends of my kids or whatever who did lose everything, who lost their houses, which yeah. is shocking. Yeah, because it's not you know you don't expect it to be it, 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 coming into those into the neighborhoods. You know, you hear about the brush fires here, or whatever, but it just swept right through the neighborhood. Yeah. No, and and you know we had crew members, our DP, and uh, yeah. and some other crew of, members. A lot of folks were affected by it. We had fam- we had kids here. You know, we had people coming here. My my kids came and, yeah. and parked it here. We had our stuff here. Yeah, and uh, people uh, were all affected. I mean, it was uh, it was crazy. I mean, it, the irony was, was we had just started shooting the fire episode. Yeah. Of our season, which is you know we vowed we'd have one episode with a fire in it. Yeah. And otherwise, it's just us having a good time. Yeah. And we had just started that episode when the real fires hit. It was really kind of ironic and uh, odd. Ironic in that, like, we are such pussies compared to real firefighters. <laughs> I know. The funny thing is, that, like, we were doing a bunch of those episodes, and you'd put the tank, you put the equipment on, and the tank's on, and, you know, there's some heavy shit yeah. that you have on there. and. You know, the, uh, after about five minutes, all the the pussy actors were like, ah, tanks, and nah, nah. And you're yeah. like, dude, there's a thousand guys right now in those hills yeah, with all that equipment on, saving your houses and shit. Yeah. So let's not be pussies. And they're doing it for like 24 to 36 hours at a time yeah. in a stretch. Faux reels. After five minutes, we're like, I'm going to sit. <laughs> you know, we're like, can I get this off? Can I take my boots off and put my slippers on? Yeah. Can I do the scene in just my slippers? Or like, uh, you know, we had the, uh, you know, because we're shooting a, a fire and it's like you have, like you know, like fire bars and things like that. Which yeah. is basically, it's like a gas fireplace where you just turn on the gas and, and the fire lights. And, uh, but so there has to be a real firefighter there to, as the For fire safety. inspector, yeah. the safety guy. And so he's there 
I kept wondering what he was thinking. It's like there is a massive, a real blaze going on yeah. where all his brothers are, are fighting fires, and he's just making sure that we don't fucking light our costumes. Light, uh, light down the fucking stage. Yeah, and uh, he's in there. So, you know, it's, it's uh, hats off to real firefighters. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I hope, you know, part of our idea about the show was to say that they're good guys and regular guys who like to have fun like everybody else and who care about their jobs, and I think that's what we're trying to do, and I hope that we well, do these bumbling, guys justice. We're not bumbling firefighters. Yeah. That's what we're talking we're, we're, we're about. But I'm saying, like, today's downtime. day and age, those guys are heroes, and, and you want to uh, uh, portray them in favorable ways, and I, I think we try to do that. So Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they'll. Absolutely. They'll anyway, so we are uh, pussies compared to real right, firefighters. Right, and we're thankful to all those firefighters who, absolutely. who absolutely. save the day here. Yeah. Um, last thing, Lemmy, Thanksgiving dinner. That's coming up. It's coming up this week. You can come over. Yeah, I liked the I liked the way you invited me over this year. Wow! Because you didn't really invite me over this year. You just you looked over at me and like the conversation was happening. You're like, you coming over this year? <laughs> and then you immediately laughed about how that's the way you. Uh, well, you let's just, just keep it in line with our uh, our blunt communications these days. You know sure. What I mean, we're like, there's no 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 pleasantries. There's no need for sugar coating. Whatever you call it, candy coating, soft serving. Sure. Sure. You say, hey, you coming or not? Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, we'll be there. What All right, we'll see you there. Don't bring anything. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's funny, though. It's interesting because this will be the third year in a row that you and I are playing each other in fantasy football the same I week of Thanksgiving. It. I know it. And we're, you know, we're both jockeying for positions. So it's we are. Like we're both in it. We are both in it. And, uh, and uh, my... Broken Lizard occupies the top four spots. They right do, now. they do, and uh, I, I've, uh, my quarterback's on a bye. You, made my what? magical quarterback Patrick Mahomes, sure, uh, who just fucking lit it up on Monday night. Holy shit, he really did. That was a great football game. That was unbelievable. It was like one of those games you're like, I don't. I mean, like, if that was a Super Bowl. It would go down as the greatest game in the history of um, the world. Yeah. I was annoyed because I had... I mean, no one gives a shit about this, which is why it's fine for the end of the podcast. Right. But I had, uh, you know, Todd Gurley's my running back. Yep. And uh, he didn't fucking score. Then that he monster's didn't score. game, he didn't score. And Brandon Cooks yeah. is uh, one of my wide receivers. He didn't fucking score. Yeah, but he had a good night, though. Yeah, he did. And I also picked up Josh Reynolds. Okay, he had a good night. Cooper Cup, he scored a touchdown. Yeah, he did. You're right. And he's uh, he's going to replace... I mean, your guy was Cooper Cup. He was. And now you don't have him anyone. I got Josh Reynolds. Yeah, that's okay. I uh, I was high scoring. But he's, he's going to buy anyway, so, so I can't... Guy Who's playing on Thanksgiving? Uh, there are three games. So it's uh, Chicago and Detroit. Okay. And then it's Washington and Dallas. And then it's Atlanta and New Orleans. Okay. So... Um, okay, so Thanksgiving dinner, come on over, uh, and then... Uh, are you inviting the whole true crew over? Are you talking to me or to the true crew? To you. I'm talking to you. Okay. The Lemmys I'm talking to. But uh, we'll, then we'll tell the true crew how it all went next week. Okay, and I still got more stories from... Uh, I got tons of stories. It's good. Hold on to them, you know? We got, we got a lot of things we're going to talk about. Uh, we get nine weeks of stories, and uh, people get tired of us talking about Tacoma FD. Okay. Um, and don't forget about the special. Stand up special, December, December 4th. December 4th. You can go pre-order it right now if you want to. You Tab, watch it. You shaving your mustache or what? I'm going to hold on to it until we have promo shoots. We're going to shoot like the poster and some commercials and stuff next week. Uh, and then after that, I'll make a determination. My kids have made a, a push for me to not shave my mustache. They want you to keep the mustache? Yeah. Why? 
They think it looks good. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I, I, I debated not shaving the mustache for a second, and then, like, just the last, like, three days, I've noticed, like, as I'd gone to kiss my wife, now she turns her face away from me, <laughs> and I'm tired of that. I hate this mustache. Like, I, I kiss my wife, and you can, you can, and even though she, you can tell, she wants nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah. No, my wife, you know, like, I was going for comedy mustache. Yeah. You know, like, I told the, 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 the makeup girls and the, and the hair girls, I said, no, I'm, I want it to grow over my lip. Yeah. So they have the, like, the thickest, most Sam Elliott-like mustaches I can, but I'm, I'm just going for laughs now. Right. And then it was past my lips and going in my mouth. Yeah. And, you know, my wife and I tried to get intimate. Mm-hmm. Well, like the week before, she was like, no, it's fine. It's, it's soft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mustache soft. That mustache soft. It's all right. And it smells good this time. <laughs> and, because, uh, you know, I shampoo it and stuff. Sure. But then the following week, she was like, all right, you need to cut this motherfucker. <laughs> and so if, finally, if I'm you like, don't cut the motherfucker, I'm going to cut you. Yeah. So, like, week. I think it was for, for week nine. Okay. I trimmed my mustache to be a respectable one. Yeah. In time for my, my you know, final lovemaking scenes, too. Sure, sure, sure. Because my original lovemaking scenes or love kissing scenes were with, uh, with the, the Hollywood legend. And yeah. I gave her the full fur. <laughs> and I don't know that she... No, she, <laughs> she did tell me it's been, a, it's been a while since I've kissed a mustache. Right. And I love it. Well, she was like... It was funny because like... Uh, you know, I wish we could say who it was, but like the, the director is a female. And so she had a very uh, mature, frank conversation with the two of us. She said, look, I want to sit you guys down and let's just find out what you're comfortable doing here. Because um, this is going to be, you know, kissing, but, you know, you're kind of making out. So it could be, you know. And, uh, and this actress was like, I'm game for anything. <laughs> and I still don't know what she meant. Because, you know, that to me, that means like, OK, I'm a. Sure. I'm a. I'm a what I'm giving I'm a show here. I'm a what? <laughs> I'm a, if that's the case, then I'm, you know, I'm gonna go for it. You can bring Arnold in. Yeah, <laughs> Arnold bring my stunt, my stunt dick in. <laughs> no, but it's like you know, there are like in our first movie, friends, Puddle Cruiser. Yeah, like when I, the kissing scenes there, it's like tongue kissing. Yeah, like we're just French fucking kissing. Right. Whereas like now I'm a little more professional. We do the Hollywood kiss, which I always think is lame when I see it. Yeah. You know, you can tell people aren't really kissing. Right. So that's like, the way I kiss. Okay. Yeah, and in a real life, too. So anyway, so, you know, I just figured, you know, maybe we were going to do something. We didn't, though. I kept it professional. Good for you, Lemmy. It's all grown up. All right. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Have you lost interest? Uh, no, no, I'm interested, but, like, I want to save some shit to keep the true crew come back and hear some new stories. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So let's do that, and let's not overstay our, our first day back here. Okay. Uh, but it's been a pleasure to be back to the true crew. It's pleasure. And uh, I'm excited to post this up and get the uh, two group back on board. It's been a pleasure. Be Thanks to Ashley and Todd again. Yeah. Appreciate and, the uh, lovely thank you gift. to the Chew Crew. Chew Crew. And go check out the comedy special. Um, and that's it. That's it. Let's chew on the way out. What do you, you go with? You know, and everybody have a great Thanksgiving and, uh, and be thankful for what you've got. Yeah. And, and give a big kiss and a hug to those you love. That's right. Good one. Good one, Lemmy. I'm going to have some stovetop stuffing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's your stuffing of choice? I love stovetop stuffing. Sure. I just love it. Me too, bro. It's great. I'm going to eat that. What are you going to eat? I'm going to go with a smoothie. Say what? Because it's kind of healthy. Okay. But also, I, I had one uh, yesterday. hmm And talk about getting shit in your mustache. Yeah. The smoothies fill your mustache. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, you, my kids were straw. like... You didn't use a straw for that? No. Nah. 
I made a thick I thick smoothies for the kids and me. Okay. And they were they were just disgusted by my drinking of my smoothie. Okay. Yeah, it's great. I had some clam chowder on uh, Sunday. Yeah, gross. And it was gnarly. Yeah, gross. It's got it in my. Um. All right. So I'm gonna chew that on the way out. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Chew Crew. Thank you, Chew. It's crew. good to be back. Mm-hmm. And let's reestablish our love affair. Mm-hmm. And let's. Uh, Let's take this Chew Crew thing all the way to 2019, bro. I'm thankful for the Chew Crew. Me too. They say distance makes the heart grow fonder. Well, guess what? I'm very fond right now. There you go. There you go. All right, Chew Crew. We will talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.